0: Good morning. Good morning. Now, I feel a little on the back foot this morning. because You know, we, we prepare uh, a message and, and, and I'm sort of encouraged because I sort of feel there's some great alignment with some things that, that have already happened this morning that have already been shared. But, but uh, this morning, you know, I felt a bit emotional just beforehand because what we're hearing here is the reality of community and the reality, reality of life. We're hearing that this morning. We've had a number of people come and share, not just about the great things that are, that are happening, but about the fact that there's some really hard stuff that happens. Yet God, yet God, yet yet my family. And you know, we're praying for some situations that are tough, um, you know, for things that are happening in India that um, Neville and Dee are out there on the coalface with them at the moment. We're praying for Bronwyn and family as well. Uh, for, for care for them. This, this is the, the real stuff. This is, this is family. So it might, it might actually, my, my, what I'm sharing today might be a little reflavoured a little bit by, by this, and I'm okay with that. So if I end up being a bumbling mess, I'm okay with that. Anyone else okay with that? If you've got a problem with it, then talk to Jesus. Um. Now, if I was going to write a Bible... I wasn't going to share this. This this is in line again with this morning. You would pick out just all the good stuff. Wouldn't it wouldn't just the the lives of these perfect lives of these perfect people who had faithfully served God and nothing ever went wrong because they were faithful to God. That would make a good bible. Not real. It wouldn't be real, no. But if I was going to, if I wanted to sell That's that's the pitch, isn't it? You know, and and we know we know we've all heard this kind. You know, turn to Jesus and everything will be wonderful, everything will change. I can assure you, everything will change. But but there's some hard things that that we that we face. And um, and you talk to these people in India, and they they don't say you know they say pray for us, but they don't say pray that my situation changes. They pray what Bernie was praying, pray that I'll be strong, that I'll be faithful to to the call. How do we pray? Change the situation, God. I don't like this hardship. I don't, don't like this. I want this situation changed. And they, and they just say, I want, and I want to be faithful. And uh, so we're going to look at um, a couple of things this morning, and there'll be some, I've got a feeling there'll be some real elements about what I, what I share this morning, maybe some that I didn't prepare very well for, but that's okay. <laughs> um, but also some, some people in Scripture as, as well um, who didn't get it all together all the time? And um, initially going to be talking about Peter. And in Matthew 26, maybe let's just pray. Good thing to do. And Lord, we thank you that you are into the real, Lord. Lord, that you are not just creating some situation. We, we, we're not living in a, in a bubble, but Lord, we are in this world, yet we're not of the world. We are affected by the brokenness of this, of this world, and there is a calling to us to live aside from that, even though we are affected by that brokenness, by the frailty of, of humanity, by our own frailty, Lord. But Lord, I thank you that we, we have hope and that we can come into step with you, that we can choose. And today we, we choose to delve into what you want to say to us. I just surrender, Lord, the things that I've prepared this morning. Lord, for your, your work that you would, you would speak today in Jesus' name. Amen. So talking a little bit about, about Peter. In Matthew 26, uh, verse 58, we've, we've got Jesus has been captured at this time. Um, Judas has just betrayed him. And the officials are walking Jesus back to the house of the high priest. And in verse 58, here's a nice real, real moment here, it says, but Peter was following at a distance. Peter was following at a distance. And the thing about Peter following at a distance, this wasn't just a whoops moment where he looked around and it's like, wow, I've been transfigured to this this." place and I I thought I was there with Jesus but I'm but I'm I'm over over here. But no there wasn't this this shift in time and space that, that Peter just ended up in a in another place. The reality about about being at a at a distance, about falling away in effect, is that it's something that happens one step at a time. Just one one step at a time. That's that's all it takes, is one step at a time. And Peter knew what it was to be close to Jesus. He was a part of the, the inner circle. He had seen firsthand the, the miracles in this three, three years with, with Jesus. And he'd, he'd seen, it, seen it all. It was Peter that had that incredible download from God when people were trying to work out, who is Jesus? What, what, what's going on here? And, and he said, you are the Christ, the Son of God. What a, what a download. You are the Christ, the Son of God. And it was also Peter that in the next breath, he, he ridiculed the very idea that he of all people might fall away and deny Jesus. But here he was. He wasn't just a few steps behind. He wasn't scrambling to, to, to catch up. But he'd found himself at such a distance that it was now questionable to onlookers was he with Jesus or not? There's enough distance there that it's like, I don't know, is this guy just in the wrong place at the wrong time? You know, maybe, maybe he, wasn't, he wasn't with Jesus. Is he just some dude that was walking, walking by at the wrong time? And so this morning I'm, I'm talking about watching our steps you see on the screen there about watch your your step and so there's some little fun elements to what i'm wanting to 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 share today in the midst of the the real and we're looking at at peter and particularly this this time when when peter found himself at a distance from jesus you know he'd spent the three three years with him he'd he'd been through the school of what it is to follow jesus he was a disciple but I know as, as, we, as we look at Peter, I can equally give examples of my own life where I can look back and I know I've been at a distance, where I've been looking on from, from a distance. You know, in recent history, even just, a, even just a couple of weeks ago, I had just a fresh recheck and re, realignment in this area, realising that there was, there was distance there. I was looking on from a distance, just as Peter was. and I, I thought that the the fitbit or the whatever graphic was a was a good fitting image for this message you know because these these devices they track all sorts of things they track your sleep and your heart rate they track any exercise that you that you've done but what is that one thing that all the fanatics go on about their steps because we all, we watch our, watch our steps have we got any people any fitbit users here today or or any other tracking, you might have it on your phone. There's no shame, it's all right, you're here amongst family. We've already said that. <laughs> so you can, you know, there are phone apps you can put on now. You don't have to wear the thing around your wrist. Most of your phones will, will track it. And, and, you know, it's just a, it's a rough science. It's not counting actual steps, but it's sort of these law of averages and, and calculations and things. And you can, you can track y- your steps as well as all the, these other things. So we, we can wear this thing, I, I, do, I do have one, but the, it, it can be something that identifies us and you recognise other Fitbit users. Have you ever noticed that, that you see, see a, a, the devices on other people? Oh, and this is not shame here, this is alright. All... And it can be like you've joined a, joined a club because you can recognise them from afar. And, and some people are Fitbit evangelists. Are they annoying people. <laughs> Every half an hour, they give you t- tell you how they're going, what their heart rate is at, how many steps that they they've done, how many calories they've burned. Annoying people! <laughs> I don't need to hear this. And there are others that keep it to themselves, and they just work at things silently. And you know, and we see the results of their life and their good choices. And others just think, it's a cool watch. I can change the graphic on on there when I I want to. Yeah. Fancy way to tell the time. And I was telling Kiri um, a couple of nights back that I was listening to this um, health and fitness podcast the other day, and one of the presenters, totally secular podcast, one of the presenters was talking about people who go on a health journey, and he was talking about these zealots, that, you know, that make a choice that they're going to not eat this, eat that, or whatever. And, and they, just, they just talk about it all the time. Anyone ever had friends like, like that? That's right. If you're sitting next to someone like that right now and you don't want to put your hand up, that's okay. <laughs> but, you know, and these people, when they, it, they, it becomes their gospel in a, in a sense. It becomes their, their whole world and they talk about their routines so this was a secular podcast and just how annoying it was because now this person, as well as making this choice, they have become judge and juror for everyone else as well and every choice that everyone else is making and, and how annoying that was. And he said, it would be so much better for these people just to stick at their plan and get the results and, then, and people will ask them questions about it. Isn't this really interesting, secular, totally secular um, podcast. But, um, but, you know, they're saying how annoying it is when these people are carrying on. And we can so relate to that in our faith, can't we? Because we can have some people who, you know, we, we are all called in a sense to be, to be evangelists and we, we don't need to be just quiet. You know, it, it isn't just about just demonstrating throughout through our, our life. But, but we can be so over the top that it actually becomes a barrier between us and others. So it's something that we can, we can relate to. Some people wear a cross in the same fashion, don't they? For some people, it's just a showpiece. It's something that looks really, really cool. And for others, there's a, there's a depth, there's some real meaning to that. I was um, chatting to, to Jason, and I saw his, his um, approval a few days ago because um, his business back in September. they ran an event called September. Um, where all, the, all of their staff were, were trying to maintain 10,000 steps per day for, for the month of September, and at the same time they were raising um, money as, as well for cerebral palsy, and they had other events that were going on, and you end up raising $4,000 or, or so um, for, for the group, but you know a great, a great thing, you know a really, a really good thing. And I know Jason, you were saying I think you were averaging about 15,000 steps. For that month, so a great effort. He made choices during, during that month um, and was able to enjoy the rewards of that. And some days I'm sure it was, it was easy and there were probably other days that weren't so easy. But he, their team was committed to this process and there was the, the fundraising going on. It was you know a, a, great, a great thing that was, was being done. And so particularly during that month, consciously watching his steps making certain choices. And as we follow Jesus, there are some days that it's, it's easier than others. And there are other days that we just need to get up at six o'clock in the morning when the alarm goes off and just as it might be going for a walk or going to the gym or whatever it might be, that we, we make those, those choices that I'm going to stick at this, I'm going to push through this that I want to stay in step with Jesus, again, remembering Peter. And to stay in step, I need to make the choices. And sometimes those steps are easy. And sometimes those steps are like I'm walking through mud. Anyone ever ever had a day like that? Anyone ever had a season like that? (laughs) Usually isn't just a day, is it? But there are often whole seasons where it just feels like a, a real grind. Um, this year i I um, have been trying to be a, a regular at the at the gym and i 'm not here as a health evangelist today I've, it's it 's the fact that I probably haven 't said anything to many people at all that I feel some permission to be able to just use it as a as an analogy today but I can assure you that six o 'clock every morning i 'm not excited every morning to get up and head off off to the gym but I, I go, and I, and I know that, that if I don't go one day, that my life isn't going to fall apart. That if a couple of days, that, I, it's, that things are not going to fall apart, but I'm, I'm very aware of my own personality, that I need these routines. I need these, these things, these things that I decide that I'm going to, going to do and I'm going to stick to, because without them, I can fall behind. And I might find myself following at a distance. And this is the same in, in my faith as well. Without these, these routines, without these things that that we we choose to do on a on a daily basis, we can find ourselves falling behind. Can anyone else relate to to that as well? I, I don't think it's uniquely me, you can but I you know I think that it's a it's a human trait, that we need these routines, these these things so that we can keep in step. It doesn't work for me just to get up every morning and go, well, how do I feel today? What do I want to do, do today? Because I know what my body instinct is. Relax. Relax. <laughs> go back to bed. <laughs> and so I need to stick at these, these things. And the devil wants to distract us. The devil wants to say, just one day. Yes. It all starts with one day, doesn't it? Just just one, one day. It won't hurt. And will it? No, it's not, it, it won't. But it, it, that it just starts with one day. Just, just one church service. It doesn't, doesn't hurt. Just one, one church service. You don't need to go to that, that group. You can dip out this week. There's plenty going on in your life. There's plenty of good reasons why you could, you could excuse yourself from this setting, from this, this prayer meeting from whatever it might be. You don't don't need to read the Bible. Just for for one day. Just just another day. You're just going through the motions anyway, aren't you? Isn't it? You know, it doesn't mean anything if you're just going through the motions. But with one day down, the enemy is then working on the next day. And the next day. And sometimes we are just going through the motions. Sometimes going through the motions is exactly what we need to do. And sometimes going through the motions is all we can do. Anyone relate to that? Sometimes going through the motions is, is all we can do for a season. That we just need to hang on to this thing. There is this, um, this thing in us called called muscle memory, which is sort of talking about repeating um, particular types of movements under, under stress and under, under load. And, and the more we do it, you know, things get, get easier, we, become, we get better form and we get stronger and we become more coordinated. But there was this interesting thing I read this week about muscle memory that I thought was really interesting. And it said that, that if you're out of condition, the muscle memory from those, those times that you've, you've put in in the past from all that you've gone through the motions in, in the past will enable you to more quickly regain, previously gained muscle and skills. How good's that? Sometimes we, all we have is to go through the motions, but it isn't for nothing because they're just in the same way in, in our bodies, that something kicks in in our bodies and it says, okay, it's time to rebuild, it's time to, to build up strength again. We've got something there to draw upon. And sometimes we need it, sometimes we'll go through some seasons when we, we need something to draw upon. And we can still draw upon those seasons that you might have felt you're going through the, through the motions, that it, that it was just hard work. So if you feel like you've been going through the motions, if you feel like it's been hard, I want to encourage you that there are seasons when all we can do is go through the motions. But it's okay. So Peter, he could have kept up with Jesus. He was well-conditioned. He'd been through this three-year training period. And that's definitely long enough to, to develop some good habits, isn't it? We don't need three years, or they say it takes 40 days to change a habit, or I've heard 21 days, I've heard a few different versions, but certainly three years, you get some, some good habits down, Pat, in three years. But Peter, as he was looking on, he was seeing like the tide changing socially and, and things around him as he'd been walking with Jesus. He saw the reaction of the crowd, he saw some... Some, some violence and some anger and some rage in, in the situation around that these are this not like the cool times we've been having. And then one step at a time, his step faltered. Just like the devil wants to, wants to do with us. He wants us to falter, just one step at a time. And the devil will, will lie to us. Has anyone ever heard this lie before? You're not really that far behind. You could catch up any time you wanted. Does that sound a bit familiar to anyone? I know I know I've heard that one before. I'm not that far behind. I could I could catch up any time that I wanted. And so Peter, one step at a time, he fell behind. So much so that now it wasn't so easy to recognise him as a follower of Jesus anymore because of that, that distance. And it was only that there was someone there that had actually seen him with Jesus, questioned it. But apart from that, there was no other reason to think that he was with Jesus. And what a, what a sad place to, to be in. And what a sad place for us to be in. You know, would anyone look at our, our life, our language, our habits, the things that we invest, our time, our, our money into and wonder if we were followers of Jesus. And I, I want to be in, in such close proximity to him that there would be no doubt at all, no doubt where I stand, no doubt whether or not I'm, I'm a follower of Jesus or not. And Peter had been in that place, and just in this, this, this instant, this is not something that happened over months, this is some, you know, he's this stepping out of, out of line one step at a time. It happened in a very short period. But he'd been in that place. But right now, he was rocked. He was rocked by what he was seeing. He was fearful for his life. He'd seen what was happening to Jesus, and he was thinking, well, what's going to happen to those who follow Jesus? Are they going to be treated the same way? And maybe he was caught out by surprise by, by this, this girl when... When she said, Hey, weren't you with Jesus? Weren't you one of the ones with Jesus? And if, he'd, if he had been right there with Jesus, there'd been no doubt, there would have be been no question at all. But here, there was a question being asked were you, were you one of the ones? So we need to watch our step. And the good news is that, that God wants to help us as well. Because God is interested in our steps. Amen. He's interested in our steps. And I've got a few scriptures to share with you if you're taking notes this morning. Just so you can sew this into yourself. Write them down. Go through the motions. It's fine. So God is interested in our steps. So firstly, he has provided for us the Holy Spirit. to encourage us, to remind us, to convict us. And it's, it's a bit like the Fitbit, isn't it? We've got this, this thing there we can tap into any time. I'm not being disrespectful, so, so hear me. But we can tap in any time. How are we going here? How are we going now? And the Holy Spirit is there. And John 16 verse 13 says that when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. Does anyone need some encouragement this morning? The Holy Spirit is there as a as a guide, as a prompt, right there, ever present. God has also provided for us his word, which shows us how to live, it it teaches us, it guides us in our choices. And we learn from the history of both those that have kept in step with God, but also those who haven't kept in step with God. We have the word. In Psalm 119, 105, it says, Your word is a lamp to my feet, and it's a light to my path. I love this, I love this passage. There's just so much in this that, that God promises to guide us through his word. But what do you, how do we best make the use of light? How do we make use of light? <coughs> shine it on the darkness. Yep, shine it on, shine in the darkness. We need to use it. We need to turn it on, focus it, direct it. Yeah. <clears throat> what I love specifically about this passage is that his word provides both a lamp for your feet yeah. so that you can look at your feet and every step that you take you can know his guidance. <coughs> Excuse me. Thank you. Yep. Thank you all. And in other seasons, his word is a light to our path. That when we need to look ahead and we need to need direction, we need to know where to go, that we can look ahead and it will keep us aligned in the way that we. ...should be heading. Isn't that a wonderful gift to us? The word of God. And there are different seasons when you'll need both. But have you ever noticed that you can't do both at the same time? You can't be watching your feet and looking ahead at the same time. We can be generally aware of one while we focus on the other... ...and generally aware of the other while we focus on one... ...but we're not able to do both at the same time. And here are a couple of examples if you are mountain climbing do you need to focus on what is ahead or do you need to focus on each step each step now you want to every now and then take a look up at at where you're heading it's nice to to know that i'm going in the right direction Um, but you need to look at each step why is that because the terrain is rough and rocky and what's going to happen if we don't look at each step we're going to fall. Yep, we might trip up, we might slip. Things may not end well. So another example, if, you are, if you're running, are you going to look at your feet or are you going to look ahead at where you're going? We're going to look ahead at where we're going. Um, if, you're, if you're running and you just look at your feet, what's going to happen? That's not going to end well, is it? You're probably going to, going to fall over. But again, while you're, while you're running and focusing on, on this, there is a trust in this, this track or this terrain or whatever that's, that's there before us that's suitable for, for running on. And so we're generally aware of, of our, our feet and our placement, but we're, we're looking ahead. And so both, through God's word, are available to us. And for whatever season we're in, and sometimes we need to alternate, sometimes we need to switch between the two and get aligned and watch where my feet are going. And and sometimes we're in those sorts of terrains, aren't we, where we just need to continually look up and and look down. But the word of God is there as a lamp to our feet, as a light to our path. God will provide for every need and every season. Here's a couple more scriptures for you. And I'm coming to a close shortly. Hebrews 12, one to two says, therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. So those things that distance us from God. Because that's what sin does, doesn't it? It separates us from, from God. So every weight and the sin that ensnares us. And let us run. Now running is a bit like walking, except faster, just in case you weren't sure. So let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. We need to look to Jesus he he is a a guide and that can sound so cliche but we know that when we focus on him he will keep us in step he will keep us on track listen to this from Psalm 37 that's verses 23 and 24 it says that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delights in his way so God is interested in your steps If you weren't sure about it, I want to tell you, God is interested in your steps. God, in fact, takes delight in the steps of his kids. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. Did you need to hear that today? Psalm 17, verse 5. It says that you uphold my steps in your paths that my footsteps may not slip. You uphold my steps in your paths, that my footsteps may not slip. God is interested in our steps. So as I close today, I want to ask the question, and Deidre and may come and lead us in a, in a, a closing song. But the question is, and I, and I recently asked this question afresh of myself only a couple of weeks ago and found myself wanting. But are we right there with, with Jesus or are we walking behind at a distance? And I'd found myself at a, at a distance. I was, was looking on. And we can ask the question about what is it that's keeping us at a distance? Have we become comfortable with this version of following Jesus, because we're not that far behind. And I could have used that that excuse. It wasn't that, wasn't that far off. I could still see what was going, going on, but I knew in my heart there was a distance there. And I had to make that choice. Oh, I want to be right in step. I want to be on the ball. For some of us, it could be other people or Relationships or groups that, that we're connected with that may hold us back. For some, our goals and ambitions can take us off Jesus. We can be distracted and instead of looking to him as our source and our light and our direction, that these other things become where we are heading and what we're focused on. We might be overwhelmed by stress and pressure. We might be overcome with anxiety that is holding us back. And That's something that just grips, grips our heart. But this morning, there could be some here who maybe never made that decision to follow Jesus. And you might might have been looking on from a distance for a while now and wondering what this was all about. I would encourage you, implore you to decide, yeah, that's that's where I want to be. I want to be right there with Jesus. And the good news is in James 4, verse 8, it says, Draw near to me, and I will draw near to you. That's gotta be so encouraging. God is not distant and we're just scrambling to try and catch up and scrambling to try and find our way to him he wants to be found by us he will, there isn't he doesn't make himself distant and that this thing is not is unattainable but he says would you take the first step would you make the move and he says he'll meet you there amen so I invite you today whether you want to take the first step or you want to do it for the hundredth time today But if you want to respond to him this morning, I'd encourage you to come as we just close in a song and I'll hand back to Adrienne and to Bernie this morning.